it's uh, quite an amazing day today. Um, any day that starts in uh, the Senate with hear ye, hear ye, is going to be a flashback to old-timey days. Uh, we'll give you all the details on what's happening with the impeachment uh, and with what's happening in Virginia coming up in just a second. First, I want to talk to you about debt consolidation. Uh, right now, your interest rates are really, really low. Uh, they could go lower. And if so, I would recommend that you would refi again. You know, if it ever gets to zero, <laughs> go for it. Um, or below zero. Uh, but right now, you're being charged a lot for your credit card, double digit. If you have big credit card bills, please consider consolidation loans from American Financing. Uh, it is truly the real responsible thing to do. Use this year to get out of debt. AmericanFinancing.net. That's AmericanFinancing.net. Call them right now. They're waiting for your call at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. The impeachment and what's going to happen today next. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Today is a very important day in history. It has only happened one other time in my lifetime, and that was with Bill Clinton. No matter what anybody says, he wasn't impeached. And most people don't understand there's a difference between impeachment and the removal. Nixon didn't even make impeachment, let alone the removal, and no president has ever been removed from office. Two others have been impeached, Bill Clinton and Johnson. Not Lyndon Johnson, but Andrew Johnson, the guy who bought Alaska. That seems like a good deal. Why did we impeach him? The history of what is happening today, how it connects to the past, what we can learn from the past, to be able to forecast what's coming our way in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So we are living in an era where cars are so advanced, they're beginning to drive themselves and working on vehicles yourself. I, mean, I remember when I bought an MG. Stu, you have an MG. I do. Okay. Mm. Did you Have you ever heard this? Oh, the English, they just, you know, they're tinkerers. They love to work on their cars on the weekends. <laughs> yeah. That's did the, you hear they, that? They actually advised me not to buy it unless I did that. Right. Which I don't do. Right. And so it runs once every six months. That's right. Mm -hmm. So an MG, when I first had an MG, that's what everybody said. Oh, the English love to work. No, they don't love to work on their cars <laughs> on the weekend. They have to work on their yes. cars. Now you can't work on your car over the weekend unless you have an old one because the engines are sealed. You don't have the diagnostics. I mean, it is, it's almost like a magic box when you open up that hood. Now, it works to your advantage when you have all the bells and whistles on your car, and it works to your disadvantage when something goes wrong because you have no idea, and it gets very expensive. That's why I recommend CarShield. I have CarShield for the—I have a couple of trucks up at the ranch that are out of warranty, and so I, I have CarShield to cover them, and I'm telling you, it is worth the price of admission. It is worth getting because— you know something's going to... It's like fire insurance. You you know something bad could happen, and it's catastrophic. Health insurance. 
It doesn't have to be catastrophic, but you know you're going to have to go to the doctor. You know your car is going to have to go into the shop. So get the insurance for it. Get Car Shield. 1 800 CAR 6000. 1 800 CAR 6000. Use the promo code BECK and you're going to save 10% right now on the coverage for your car. So you get a free rental car while yours is in the shop. I mean, you practically own that car, Stu, because an MG is in the shop all the time. <laughs> um, you, they pay the, the uh, mechanic or the dealership directly so you don't have to worry about it. Take the hassle and the worry out of your life. CarShield. CarShield.com. Call 800-CAR-6000. 800-CAR-6000 or CarShield.com. Make sure you use the promo code BET. Welcome to the program. (laughs) When it rains, it pours, they say. And apparently, I've learned in the last few days, when it pours, uh, the floods come. And when the floods come, you better have a freaking ark. And I'm still looking for my ark right now. Um, the rain is pouring on so many things right now. Uh, we have impeachment uh, that I want to talk to you this hour about. Uh, but, but I also want to talk to you um, about some of the other things that are pouring down on us. Virginia is a huge story. Virginia could be a flashpoint um they have accelerated the i mean if i was looking for an arson i would look no further than governor blackface of of virginia um pouring the accelerant on an already tense situation in virginia on monday it's martin luther king day and the the cities around virginia the people who have attended all these city council meetings and the city councilmen that have been there have all decided that they wanted to go to Virginia on Monday and uh, protest what the the House and the Senate, the local House and Senate for the governor, uh, what they're doing with guns. And this is a huge movement in Virginia. And Antifa has stated that they were going to come. Okay, so they they start throwing in, we're going to be there, we're going to cause trouble. So what does the governor do? He says, it's a state of emergency. The National Guard needs to come out. There's no guns uh, allowed on any of the government grounds on Monday. Uh, and he blames this on white supremacists. So he's disenfranchising all of the outlying areas, all of the towns that aren't run by the Democrats, uh, and calling everybody a white supremacist. Are there going to be white supremacists that show up? Maybe. I don't know. I have no idea. But that's not what this group is that has been showing up in city council meetings. They're not white supremacists. They're constitutionalists. And by the way, most white supremacists are Nazis, and Nazis are socialists. So you have two socialist groups. You have Antifa and the National Socialists. And then you have the Constitutionalist, which no one wants to address. I'm sorry, I'm really kind of passionate about this. I'm going to talk to you about that next hour, so don't go anywhere. Now, what happened yesterday with impeachment? Let me spend a few minutes today to tell you what happened yesterday what Nancy Pelosi, the game that Nancy Pelosi was playing and how it fits in history, 
and what happens today at noon Eastern time. Yesterday, Nancy Pelosi, after stalling how many weeks, Stu? Three weeks? Three weeks, yeah. Three weeks. Mm -hmm. After stalling three weeks, she finally decides that she's going to call for a vote for the delivery of the articles of impeachment. Now, she came out yesterday and she said, well, this is really, this, you know, I got a lot of heat. I got a lot of heat for waiting. But I'll tell you this right now. Uh, the reason why I waited, because I knew new evidence was going to come out and it was going to change things. And it did. Well, no, it really didn't. Because when they finally voted, it came down the same way it did last time. So nobody's mind was changed. There was one Democrat that voted with the Republicans, a Democrat from Minnesota, and then there was the independent, um, um, what's his name, Justin Amash, that voted for the articles to be delivered. Other than that, it's the same. Nobody changed their mind. Nobody changed their mind with this new evidence. More importantly, it was going against Nancy Pelosi. But there's a historic reason why she waited, and I'll explain it in just a second. First, let me tell you who she appointed. She did Adam Schiff, you know, head of the House Intelligence, and he was the one who really did all of the investigation. Uh, Then you have uh, Jerry Nadler, who drafted the articles. And what this is, what she announced yesterday, they're called the House Managers. But what they really are is this is the defense team. Okay, this is the Johnny Cochran uh, and uh, and Alan Dershowitz in the House. These are the ones that are going to make the case. All right, because you're going now into a trial phase. And so you need a bunch of attorneys, if you will, and prosecutors that know how to are comfortable in a courtroom setting. Okay, so she also put uh, Zoe Lofgren in from uh, California. Um, and this is her third impeachment. Maybe she's the problem. I mean, she's, yeah. she just keeps showing up everywhere. It's so like the person that shows up and every you know, two days later, there's a terrorist attack. What's right. going on here? I'm, I'm not, I'm not really sure really that, uh, they really even understand what's going on when they say this is her, her third impeachment. Nixon was not impeached. There was an impeachment process, though, yes, right? That had but to be it never she, went to a vote. So maybe our third inquiry, inquiry. Right. Okay, mm-hmm. um, and that also tells me that she's been in Congress too long. <laughs> yeah. uh, then you have the th- these two, Adam Schiff and Jerry Nadler, were were givens, and I think Zoe Lofgren was also a given. Um, then Nancy Pelosi could pick from anybody else in Congress. So she takes Hakeem Jeffries, who's the head of the Democratic caucus. Um, She then takes uh, Val Demings. Now, Val Demings is an interesting pick. Uh, She was a former Orlando police chief. Um, And so you would say, oh, well, she's really she's probably going to be, you know, really good um, because she's a police chief and she knows the courtroom and she's comfortable with all this kind of stuff. She was actually selected, I believe, because she's the one that the Democrats are pushing to be the vice presidential candidate. And so I think they want to give her stage Hmm. space. Um, However, uh, stage space is interesting because uh, there's a recent poll out of Democrats. Can you tell me who Adam Schiff is? 
no was the most popular answer by (laughs) an overwhelming number. This is not printing with the American people. They're not paying attention to it. Democrats are not paying attention to this. All right, so you have Val Demings. Uh, Then you also have uh, Jason Crow. Uh, He's a uh, former military guy. He's from Colorado. Then you have Sylvia Garcia from Houston. So if you look at this, you have Hakeem Jeffries, Val Demings, Jason Crow, and Sylvia Garcia. What are they doing? She picked this because the last impeachment was 13 white guys. The House sent over 13 white guys. So she's got all kinds of Americans from all kinds of... It's it's diverse. That's all they were going for was a diverse look and somebody they wanted to put on, on stage. All right. So they took the vote on this. Then they marched over around 5 o'clock last night and said, you know, rap, rap, rapping on your door, Senate to be able to tell you that we are going to tomorrow deliver the articles of impeachment. So that's what happens today. Last night in what is called the engrossment ceremony, I love that, the engrossment ceremony, Nancy Pelosi finally signed the papers. They went from the House to the the old House chamber to the rotunda. Then they slowly walked over to the Senate. They gave the message to the House. Today, the trial starts. The trial is uh, something unlike you've ever seen before. If you missed the last one with, uh, with Clinton, you'd have to go, you'd have to be really old because the last one after that was in the 1860s and President Johnston, uh, Johnson. Now, Johnson is an interesting guy, and they say it was all political. Well, isn't that what they said about Clinton? And isn't that what we're saying about this one? You have to remember, this is a political process. Now, Johnson was one of our worst presidents ever. He was, he was, uh, he took over uh, as the vice president um, because uh, Lincoln was running on unity and he was actually a Democrat and he was a Southern Democrat. I think he was from Tennessee and he was the only Southern Senator, uh, when his state seceded that he didn't resign his office. So he was the only Senator to sit and remain from the South. All right. Um, but he doesn't, he didn't necessarily like black people. He was in this he was in that seat and he was called a southern unionist. Now, when Lincoln put him in, the only time he ever really appeared, he is a democrat running on a a unity party with Abraham Lincoln who's going to now try to knit the fabric back together after the civil war. And so he chooses him, "Hey, look, it's Republicans and Democrats, a northerner and a southerner coming together." Well, he gives this horrible rambling speech before President Lincoln gives his second inaugural address. And it's completely the opposite of what Lincoln was going to say. That's his malice toward none and charity toward all. Let's let's heal the wounds. That's not what Johnson is saying. And he gives a speech in the in the Senate. And he it is 
ugly. The history books will tell you that he secluded himself for the next six weeks. No, he didn't seclude himself. Lincoln told him, go home. I don't want to see you. And so he was, it was, he was ridiculed for what he did. And then six weeks later, Lincoln dies. And now you have this president who really nobody wanted as president of the United States, except perhaps Southerners. When the Southerners come back together and, uh, and they start to knit the Union back together, this is where the real trouble starts. Um, the Southern states, they, they are encouraged to have new elections and have them all open. Many of the southern states returned the same old white leaders. Uh, and when they did in their towns and in their, their you know, counties and townships and, and state, they passed black codes, which deprived black people of uh, their, their civil liberties. And so they were starting the same thing again. Johnson did not want any protection for blacks. The Republicans in Congress said, uh, no, that's no, no. And so the Republicans passed bills to get it done so you would have protections. Johnston, uh, Johnson, the, the Democratic president now, he's saying no. He tries to stop all of it. He's against the 14th Amendment. This goes on and on, and he is trying to frustrate anything that Lincoln was trying to do and frustrate anything that would actually protect black people. That's when it became political. Yes, I would say it was moral, too, um, that the Republicans put him on trial and tried to impeach him because he was going against what the Civil War was supposed to solve, and that is equal rights. They impeached him. Now, you would think that that would be pretty easy with, through today's eyes. He was not removed from office. He only, he only, they were only short one vote. You need 67 to, re, to remove a president. They were short one vote. So he stayed in office. Clinton, same thing, stayed in office. Now, what's going to happen this time? I'll tell you how it begins today at noon in one minute. Inflammation. I mean, I'm a, you know, ibuprofen. It's going to stop. We're going to give you 800 milligrams of ibuprofen. <gasps> Don't do it, Doc. That sounds crazy. But actually... The the inflammation that ibuprofen helps uh, is one of the most important things you can do for for pain is reduce that inflammation. Now, how do you do that if you're in constant pain without tearing up your, you know, the lining of your stomach and everything else? Well, you need something natural. So that's where relief factor comes in. I will tell you, I've had the 800 milligrams of ibuprofen. And it didn't help. Relief factor has helped me. Over the last two years, I have been in far less pain than I have been in, in for a long, long time. Long time. Got to, do, to be the place to where it was debilitating. Couldn't paint. Couldn't write. It was awful. 
relief factor has changed that. It could change your life as well. Try it. 70% of the people who take it and order a three-week quick uh, quick, uh, trial go on to order more month after month because it works. ReliefFactor.com. Call 800-583-84. ReliefFactor.com. We take 10 seconds out now. Break for Station ID. All right. So today at noon, they're going to do the same thing. The managers are going to take the articles of impeachment and they're all wrapped up in a bow and they're going to look very, very somber as they cross over from the the house chamber through the old house, through uh, the rotunda to the Senate. And they're going to go through the front doors this time. They're going to come knock, knock, knocking on that front door and where they will be met by the sergeant of arms. The sergeant of arms is the guy who actually carries that big staff that he can, you know, wield and club people on the head, I think, if he wants to. Um, And he's the one that is supposed to bring decorum. He's the one who, ladies and gentlemen, the president of the United States is that guy. And he's going to meet them at the door and they will say, we have a message for the Senate. And that's when he's going to turn and say, hear ye, hear ye, which Once you hear, hear ye, hear ye, you know you're in a different world. Now it becomes very, very serious, and everything is planned from here on out. He will then uh, tell the uh, Senate, he will warn them that the House has a message, and it's about a trial for the impeachment of the president, and he will warn them. As long as the Senate is sitting in trial, they cannot speak, quote, on pain of imprisonment. Now, I wish I would have known about that a long time ago, because if I could just get all of the House and the Senate not to speak on pain of imprisonment, I think we might have a better country. But they can't speak now for the next uh, few weeks. So what happens after the hear ye, hear ye? More in a second. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Look at... uh, Let me... Sorry, I just... Looking at a TV and seeing Epstein's estate, and it's just crazy. Let me tell you about my pillow. Jeez, I hate to talk about my pillow after Epstein, but uh, <laughs> let me talk to you about mypillow.com. Right now, he has on sale the Giza Dream Sheets. By the way, when I say uh, he, I mean Mike Lindell, the owner of and inventor of my pillow. Uh, the Giza Dream Sheets are really, really comfortable. They're so soft, they're durable, they're made from the best cotton in the world, Giza. Uh, and they're ultra soft, breathable, durable. They get softer the more you use them. I'm a sheet snob. I love these uh, sheets. And what you can pay for sheets, really good sheets, there's nothing, nothing like that. You want great, affordable sheets, and right now you can buy one set and get the second set for free plus free shipping. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials. Buy one pair of Giza Dream Sheets and get the second free. 
There are also deep discounts on all other MyPillow products. Just enter the promo code BACK or call 800-966-3117 to get these great radio specials from MyPillow.com. Go to BlazeTV.com, use the promo code Glenn for 10 bucks off. Of course, get the Glenn Beck program and Glenn TV. And coming soon, Stu Does America. 10 bucks off with the promo code Glenn. Okay. Welcome to the program. We're so glad that you're here today. Um, we're going to continue with our impeachment talk. Um, we want to give you a quick update on something. Uh, Jeff Fisher, Jeffy, who's been with me for 20 years, um, he's in the hospital. Uh, it's not a heart attack this time. Now it's a gallbladder, uh, and um, he's going to have it removed today. But he, you saw him yesterday, and he's mm-hmm. good? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, he had some other issues, pancreas, liver enzymes, but I think it was all being caused by the gallbladder. Yeah. So it's amazing how gone, those all be, work together. It is. You know, yeah, it's a, it is. anybody who doesn't, anybody who knows the human body and doesn't believe in at least intelligent design, oh, yeah. I don't know how you. It's crazy. I, what are you thinking? How did this come up? We can't do it and we're trying to. <laughs> yeah, just we just put all these things in a box and shook them up and, well, I was a person. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> anyway, uh, welcome to Pat Gray uh, from Pat Gray Unleashed, the podcast that you can hear and watch on Blaze TV uh, every morning as he records it live uh, prior to uh, this program. So, Pat, we have the impeachment hearings. Uh, the first thing that's supposed to happen, it was supposed to happen, I guess, at noon today. But now I'm hearing that they're, the Senate is going into session here in about 10 minutes. They're going to vote on... China on the trade bill, uh, and then uh, the House comes over, and they the sergeant of arms says, you know, warning, anybody who talks for the next few weeks, you have to get rid of your cell phone, computer, any electronics. Um, you cannot speak on pain of imprisonment if you're a senator. What? Uh, like inside or outside the chamber? Inside the chamber. Okay. You cannot All speak. Right. The House is going to uh, present their case. They'll have 24 hours, not consecutive. They'll have 24 hours to present their case, and no one can say anything. If you're a senator, you cannot say anything. So after they read the articles of impeachment, then uh, the House summons John Roberts. John Roberts is supposed to come over. Uh, and he's going to be called as the judge. He's the Supreme Court justice. He's the head of the Supreme Court and uh, and a weasel. And he's going to be called in, and he will sit as the judge. The Senate will be the jurors. They cannot ask any questions. They can only ask questions in writing, and they pass those to Chief Justice Roberts, who at the end of the presentation will then... Ask those questions of the House. My impression of Roberts's role in this, though, because he's in a different branch of government, he's not in charge of it. No. He's just like the master of ceremonies. Yeah, he's kind of. of the... He'll gavel it in. Yeah. and But he, he doesn't have the, power in it. He has power. 
like a judge has power to clear the courtroom, to uh, say, you're out of order, take him. I mean, it, he yeah. is yeah. in charge of that, but not the process. But he doesn't set rules or any of that. No. That's McConnell. Right. And so what happens is once they present their side of the case, then the House is going to say, do we want, or the House is going to say, we want to call new witnesses. Then the Senate can uh, discuss that. It will be behind closed doors, and then they will vote. And here's the, this is where it gets dicey. If they vote to uh, open up and have the House call new witnesses, the Senate has said, great, if you don't want it based on the evidence that you've already given us, and you want to present new stuff and new witnesses, then we're going to call witnesses too. And so it's a, a game of bluff because, quite honestly, I don't think either side wants this to be opened up all the way, which is tragedy as far as I'm concerned. So if they vote to hear witnesses, you will then hear from the whistleblower as well because the Democrats only need, what is it, four? I'm trying to... Th- let me let's see where it is. I wrote it down. I think uh, four Republicans to vote their way. Yes. It's a 50, That's right. 50, I mean, it's 51, 49. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they need four Republicans to vote their way. And they think they have that in Romney, Collins, mm-hmm. and a couple others. And they will have it. The Republicans will also have it uh, to be able to get the whistleblower and everybody else. And then it really opens up. If it doesn't open up to witnesses, it'll be about two to three weeks. The president, after he is sworn in today, Roberts, he will then Mm -hmm. swear the Senate in and present them with the rules of the Senate that they have to shut their mouths for the next couple of weeks until the trial is over. Then the next thing, the the Senate has to dispatch someone to officially alert the president that he is under trial in the Senate, and then he will present his defense. Remember, we have not had the White House defense attorneys yet. They will get their 24 hours to present their case after the House does. Do you, because you mentioned this a little bit earlier, do you think that the delay reason now uh, is because of what? I, I, my, okay. Go ahead. I, uh, okay. um, here's here's my view on this, mm-hmm. and and I get it just from looking at history. Mm-hmm. Um, they have, for instance, um, Nixon's impeachment hearings were over like July twenty seventh, um, and they. They didn't file for the articles of impeachment. What they did was they they politicked internally and it and pressure started to build with the American people. Mm -hmm. And so on August 5th, the Republicans went to the president, said, I think you're going to be impeached. Uh, And he released the final tape, the smoking gun tape, where it showed he did know about all of this stuff and he was involved in Watergate uh, and the cover up. And so once that tape came out, that came out on August 5th. And then on August 9th, the pressure was too much and he resigned. So I think what she was trying to do was trying to whip up pressure, get the press to whip up the people and get that done, right. introduce some new mm-hmm. things. Look, there's some new things that are going on. Mm-hmm. So hoping 
against against all hope that this president would blink and say i don't i don't want it to go to trial and he would resign she oh, was looking oh, for geez. more things to come up because she mm-hmm. knows how weak it is uh and trying to get people whipped up so we have to hear from these new these new uh, uh, witnesses. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, it definitely, you know, reading some of the stuff that's come out the last couple of days and probably the biggest part of this is last night's clearly coordinated interview with Lev Parnas on mm-hmm. Rachel Maddow's show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, th- it does seem like she was maybe trying to align all of these things to hit all at Correct. once. So that when this thing starts, there's Correct. pressure for the witnesses. There's pressure. Exactly right. So she initially maybe wanted to um, see if she could get the things she wanted. When she couldn't get them, this seems to be their almost almost backup plan, right? Like this is how they're going to push the Republicans into doing what they want, which is all this new evidence and these new interviews and these people coming out saying all these bad things about right. Trump. Right. Okay. I mean, at least it makes some sense. Uh, I mean, I can understand why they thought that might work. I don't think it's going to. I will tell you that it's that unless you have a picture of him with a gun, you know, shooting witnesses that would have testified. Right. And even then, I'm not sure. Um, but the what what senator is going to say who is who respects the Constitution? Remember. No president has ever been removed. We've had, this is the third impeached. We've had one that was close to impeachment. So this is the fourth time, really, we've gone through any of this. None of them have ever been removed. None. None. Okay. Mm -hmm. The worst one was Johnson, and Mm -hmm. he wasn't removed. You're telling me that you're going to remove a sitting president just a few months before the people have their own vote and way to remove a sitting president? No way. And, no way unless, you're going to have Unless that. it was something... Smoking gun. Smoking you had gun like literally the picture right. of him with the gun and there was smoke coming out of it. <laughs> and even that. <laughs> yeah. There'd be plenty then. of people who would still say no. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't remember this level of uh, scrutiny during the impeachment of, of Clinton. Do oh, you? I, I, what I do mean, you mean scrutiny? The, this detail, this... Where every describing every minute of of the process and oh, how yeah. this all works. Oh yeah, you do remember that? Oh yeah, I, I, I we don't. were doing I didn't, like we uh, I didn't Stu and I were on the air to together it, during it, and absolutely we paid great attention to every detail. Did you really? Oh yeah, With, yeah all I, the way I to. The, I remember talking. I will about, admit, I did not. I remember Red Rehnquist being seated. And we did a whole, uh, uh, at least one break just on the gold braids on his robes. Hmm. What the hell are the gold braids for? How come he has gold braids and nobody else has gold braids? And how? And wow. nobody else ever has. I was do you remember there the gold I, braid I discussion? I do not remember the gold yeah, braid I discussion. <laughs> and it, and it, it turns out he didn't, he just wanted them. Oh. And oh, I was like, a- I want something different for my robe. I'm the chief justice. I want something different. So he huh. put gold braids on it. It meant nothing. It was so, just him. Huh. Shorter explanation than I expected. Yeah. He yeah. just wanted them. Yeah. Um, you know, because we did three variations of the Glenn Beck talk show before it became the show that it is today. Yeah, because you were still doing 
music radio. And music. so, and the, to, yeah. you said you weren't following it that closely. Right. Well, you yeah, were I was doing, doing music, music radio, radio right? Too. I mean, there'd yeah. be no yeah. reason for right. show for the show right. really to follow it all that closely. Plus, I was thirty four years old. I really didn't care at the time. Yeah, well, yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, one of the iterations of that show was called the Impeachment of Character, mm-hmm. and it was basically mm-hmm. nonstop impeachment talk, including like going through all of the testimony and Glenn acting it out. Oh, it was that's great. right. Yeah. It was that actually I really it. funny. It that I, I remember. wish we had yeah. tapes of that because oh, that would be yeah. worth playing again for people. Yeah. Because yeah. it was, I played all the, I just took the raw testimony mm-hmm. uh, and I acted all of the parts out. You're playing and, like Linda uh, Tripp and yeah. Monica Lewinsky oh, and my gosh, Kenneth Starr. That, that part I do remember. That was yeah. tremendous. Yeah. It was really funny. But, yeah. you know, it, 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 there was never a time in which anyone really believed he was going to get removed from office. Clinton. No, that's true. Just like I, now, I remember it being. It was a little. It, it felt was, a little bit more uneasy. And I remember one of the big keys of this was Joe Lieberman. Joe Lieberman. And I remember Glenn, who was friendly with Joe Lieberman, and he's a senator from Connecticut, and uh, still you know, am, and still am. He's been on the show a bunch of times. And you were very much hoping he would be the one guy who would stand up on the Democratic side and say, "Look, this matters. Character matters," and that would maybe start. Uh, momentum for this to re- for really right. happen to him be removed right you know Lieberman wound up making a, a pretty a, a speech that was critical but wound up still voting yes. yeah uh, to yes. keep him in office yes yeah if I remember uh, because correctly. he said character does matter but it doesn't rise to the level of impeachment uh, and and this one character does matter but this one's not about character this is not about him lying uh, to the American people under oath it's also not about 11 felonies that he committed like it was with Clinton. <laughs> yeah. Uh it's about it's about two things that don't don't rise to the level of impeachment at all. Okay, quickly for 30 seconds, can we just take the audio from the house? They just As you empower us. Oh, this is the sentence. For your glory. We pray opening with a prayer today. Name. As, as they do every day, by the they way, in the Senate. No, there's a separation of church and state. Right. You can't do that. You can't do that. I pledge allegiance. Now they're doing the Pledge of Allegiance, which now is not happening in city council meetings because it's so offensive. Uh, and in just a moment, they're going to, I believe, either go right to a vote, which I think they're so supposed to do. They'll go right to a vote on uh, the trade bill and then... And then shortly they will go uh, to the House coming in. Is it true, Glenn, that once they get into this trial, there's basically no other business that can occur? No, that's it. That's it. That's it. They can't, like, jump everything out for is, a quick vote on something nope, else. Right. Everything is there. They are mm. being seated. Um, um, uh, what's his name will be Justice uh, Roberts will be brought over to the House. He'll be sworn in. Then his first job is to swear the Senate in. And the senators will be sworn in, and the trial will begin. Uh, real quick, what if we just keep this impeachment going forever so they can't do any more damage? I'm I just, we'll just 100% open-ended. for it, 100%. <laughs> Pat Gray Unleashed, available on, uh, of course, Blaze TV, Blaze Radio, wherever you get your podcasts. Go subscribe right now. Keep Jeffy in your prayers today, by the way. Buying or selling a home is a big task, both physically and emotionally. At some point, you stand in the middle of a room of, of the house you're either saying goodbye to or hoping to say hello to, and the weight of it all just kind of crashes down on your shoulders. So much work, so much stress, paperwork. The real estate agent shouldn't add more stress. They should be the ones that are relieving the stress. 
This is why we formed Real Estate Agents I Trust, because I understand the hassle and the emotional strain of buying and selling homes, and our agents are good at what they do. They offer the best practices in real estate. They they agree to these things when they join us. Uh, and, and one of the things they really have to have is that spirit of really, truly caring about your needs throughout the home buying and home selling process. So if you're looking to buy or sell a home, the very first place you should check is realestateagentsitrust.com. You will not be sorry you did. realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now. You're listening to Glenn Beck. So today, uh, right now, can you just bring up uh, Mitch McConnell? Democrats he is falling over themselves to say they did not see impeachment as a long sought political oh, oh, win. Okay, so he's just yammering about the impeachment. <laughs> uh, the uh, John Roberts is going to be officially brought over at noon. He'll be sworn in. Then uh, I believe at two p.m. Uh, he will swore, uh, swear in the Senate. When he when he does that, um, he will uh, administer the oath that for the remainder of the trial, they must swear to administer impartial justice. Uh huh. And then right after that, uh, there will be a summons to President Trump formally informing him of the trial and the trial will begin. And so we will have 24 hours probably over three or four days, and it's not consecutive, 24 hours of the House making their case. Then, something we have not heard, new information. Then the president's team comes in, and he has 24 hours. You're listening to Glenn Beck. So there's another big story today that you're just really not going to see, but uh, th- this could be a flashpoint. I'm hoping that it is not, um, but I, you know, I I believe the the Democrats uh, wouldn't mind it being a flashpoint, uh, and that is what's happening in Virginia. Uh, we've been telling you about how city councils all over Virginia have been meeting and the turnout to these these local meetings is historic uh it is it is sweeping the state and what they're doing is all of these towns are making their towns into sanctuary cities now there's a big march uh of all of these towns on the state capitol on monday and uh, Governor Blackface has come out and said this is a now a state of an emergency. The National Guard has to be called. White supremacists are, are coming, and it's bad. We'll talk to you more about that next. The fusion of entertainment 
and enlightenment. Hello, America, and welcome. It's Thursday, and a pretty important Thursday. The impeachment trial begins today. We are going to be covering that. Uh, If you missed last hour, go back to the podcast and listen. I laid out exactly how it's going to happen, what to expect, what to watch for. Uh, We will continue to give you information on that uh, as Justice Roberts is is going to be coming over any time now to the Senate to be sworn in. And then he will swear in the Senate and the senators will have to shut their mouths for at least two to three weeks. It could be five to six if they start calling witnesses Uh, and they are not allowed to speak while in the chamber. No one's allowed to have any electronics, no phones, nothing. Uh, it, this is a this a really big deal. We'll tell you about that coming up. But there's something that is also not going to get the the coverage that it deserves. There is a possible flashpoint in Virginia, and I don't mean a flashpoint because of the people. I mean a flash flashpoint because of those who are in charge. Uh, uh, Governor Blackface of Virginia has issued a state of emergency. Because the people of Virginia that are for the Second Amendment were going to march on Martin Luther King Day on the Capitol. And so this has been planned for a couple of weeks and it was going to be a big deal. But then Antifa came in and said, they're coming. Well, that's not what the governor heard. The governor heard rumors that there's going to be all kinds of Nazis and white supremacists marching on the Capitol, so he has declared a state of an emergency, and uh, he's taking away the people's constitutional rights to have any guns on any state property at the Capitol on Monday. What's going to happen? More disenfranchisement, I fear, at best. John Miller is all up on this and has been covering this. John Miller from the Blaze White House Brief, our White House correspondent. We go to him in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So if you have pain and it's constant and it's just, you just can't get out of it, you know how that just grates on you and just changes your life. And it, it, you come to a point where you're like, I, you know what? I'd rather watch MSNBC. Uh, you know, I'd rather watch that for, for five days a week than have this pain anymore because I, I could live with. And then you realize, what am I talking about? I couldn't live with that for three days a week, one day a week, an hour a week. Anyway, um, it will not take the throbbing away of your head uh, or your body when you're watching MSNBC. But if you have pain, most of that is caused by inflammation. And Relief Factor is the best pain medication I have I've ever had. Yes, fentanyl. It's good. Leads to death, but it's good. This is not something that covers up your pain. This is something that takes away your pain by reducing the inflammation. Works for 70% of the people that do it. It's an actual fix, not a cover or a band-aid. It's Relief Factor. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384, natural, relieffactor.com. John Miller is our White House correspondent at uh, Blaze TV, host of the White House Brief. He has previously worked for Fox News, the Blaze. And Mercury Radio Arts, which is my company, he was 
actually my assistant uh, for a while and then a producer on my show. Uh, and we welcome to the program John Miller. Hello, John. Hey, Glenn. How you doing? I'm very good. Can you tell people who have not really been paying attention to Virginia exactly what is going on? Well, what's happening is very simple, and that is that Governor Blackface, Northam, is literally just trying to deprive, and along with the Virginia legislatures, trying to deprive the people of their Second Amendment rights. And, you know, just to rewind a bit and go back, you know, obviously, because it's at the state level, there's no electoral college. So basically what happened is you got Northern Virginia. Uh, Northern Virginia, if you don't know, Virginia is basically Washington, D.C., right? You got Northern Virginia, which is all blue. Because they don't have the Electoral College, Northern Virginia determined the state representatives. So you basically have all Democrats. So Virginia's representation went completely blue. However, the Virginia populace is remained sane, rem- <laughs> remained constitutionalists who just want to have their rights. And so now you've got the situation where the legislators are trying to turn the state blue, and the citizens of Virginia are literally rising up against it because they are trying to, to I- implement a number of anti-gun legislation, such as red flag laws and limits on, on so-called assault rifles, etc., etc., basically trying to disarm the citizens of Virginia. And so 90 out of 95, and that number is growing. You know, just recently I checked this morning, and the uh, Virginia Citizens Defense League has has uh, is keeping track. But a bunch of localities are jumping on by the day, if not by the hour, rising up against this and declaring themselves sanctuaries against these anti-gun, anti-self-defense legislations. And so on Lobby Day, which is on Martin Luther King Day on Monday, they have decided to they they, they had plans to show up at the Capitol in Richmond, and make their voices heard. That was the whole point, make their voices heard. Governor Blackface said, uh, no, I don't think so, waited till yesterday to, to declare a national emergency. And due to that national emergency, everyone who, decide, who, who was going to show up to the Capitol now is not able to show up with arms. They're going to have metal detectors, and you, are not, you will not be allowed on the grounds if you are carrying a firearm in self-defense, which is funny because this happened right after Antifa decided to make their presence be known. Antifa said, oh, well, we're going to show up at the rally. Everyone said, uh, I, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure if Antifa's really going to want to show up with tens of thousands, which are the numbers that they're expecting, citizens that are carrying. And so coincidentally, the governor then comes in and says, well, actually, we're not going to allow the citizens to carry at this demonstration. So uh, you've been saying this, Glenn. I, I, I really do. I hope not like you, but I do think this is a flashpoint. I do think this is uh, a really big deal because they're, they're, they're saying you cannot exercise your rights. And we know that. And instead of trying to de-escalate the situation, we are putting pressure. We're trying to escalate it. We're trying to make it worse. And we're trying to enrage the citizenry even more. So here's what's really interesting is um, you could say, hey, because of Antifa, we're afraid of skirmishes. Police will be out in numbers to make sure that these groups are, you know, separate or whatever. I mean, we've done it before. John, you were there when the Black Panthers threatened to walk through the crowd of 500,000 people. Remember that? Correct. Um, And it was all taken care of. There's easy ways to take care of it to where you say, look, you have your right. We have our right. You can do this, you know, and and it's all fine. Um, Instead, what this governor has done is with if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, without talking about Antifa, he has instead started talking about white supremacist groups. 
and 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 foreshadowing the the Nazi presence instead of saying, look, there's socialists over here with Antifa who are dedicated to, you know, um, you know, trouble. And then there is also the Nazis who have a long history, also socialists who have a history of trying to make trouble. We're going to protect the law abiding citizens who are here to voice a different opinion than mine on the right to bear arms. And they have every right to do that. Um, And if he would have said then we would ask that you don't bring any guns, I think it still would have bothered a lot of people would bother me. But at least it would be understandable and fair. What he's doing is he is making all the law-abiding citizens of Virginia into white supremacists. I I think that's – I mean, sadly, that's exactly right. And I think he knows exactly what he's doing. Absolutely. You're you're absolutely right. And and he's just rubbing the salt in the wound. I mean, last night, um, you know, me and a number of people – uh, you know, we're just enraged by this because it's literally, you know, he's just putting his thumb in your eye and saying, I don't care about your rights. And I don't really even care about actually preventing violence. I am so hell bent on my position and my views on this that I'm going to rub it in your face and I'm going to use my power to do it. And there's really nothing you can do about it. And the question is whether that's actually the case, because what he's doing, literally, of course, it violates the Constitution. That's as clear as day. But it also violates Virginia code. Virginia has code 44-146-15 that prohibits um, the governor in line with the Constitution of Virginia and of the Second Amendment of the United States Constitution from, uh, from prohibiting the rights of, of people to keep and bear arms as is guaranteed by the the respective constitutions. And I think that he has just made people even more mad. And then what he did is he compared it to Charlottesville. Oh, well, we're getting warnings about uh, behavior similar to what we saw in Charlottesville. Last time I checked in Charlottesville, nobody was getting shot. Nobody got shot. Somebody got hit, and it was tragic, got killed with a car. Uh, so are you banning cars I, I, to, to, to just you know, say, well, it looks like Charlottesville, and therefore we are going to prevent the people from carrying, uh, does not seem like it's really going to solve the problem. And instead, it's just trying to make a political point that is escalating the situation to a point where I, I really think this could be the beginning of something, of something major. I mean, this is the litmus test for the country in terms of are we going to stand for our rights or are we not? And he is saying, here's my position. Are you going to challenge me on it? And if you are going to challenge me on it, how far are you willing to go? So do you know, um, first of all, what is the percentage of Virginia that is siding, the towns? uh, I mean, how much of Virginia is supporting the the right to bear arms? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you've got 90, there's 95 counties in Virginia. Right. And 90 of them okay. are standing with the Second Amendment. Okay. 90 out of 95. Right. Now, so it's clear is, where they stand. Has the leadership. I mean, the one thing that Martin Luther King did was the leadership was very clear and very vocal. You're with us and there is no violence and anything else. And I'm not suggesting that they would come out and be violent. But when pushed and provoked and made angry by the state and Antifa and being called a Nazi and having a Nazi come in, I mean, that is very it is a volatile situation where 90 percent or 90 of, of 95 counties will feel like, wait a minute, 
I'm the one that's pushing for law and order. I'm the one pushing for the Constitution. I believe our our House, Senate and and uh, governor are being anti-Constitution. Antifa doesn't believe in the Constitution. Neither do the Nazis. I'm the only one historically standing where Americans are standing, and I'm being lumped in as a rebel. And, and that's why this is so dangerous, because you right now you've gotten to a point where you've pushed the law-abiding citizens, you've pushed the people who are for law and order to a point where they're angry, to a point where they're mad, to a point where they're they're ready to rise up. Right. And so that's a really dangerous situation. So because, who's leading? The, who's the leading voice that is going to take the Martin Luther King role and say this? We all lose if there's gunfight. We all lose. And right we, we yeah. have to be even if you get beaten in the I mean, this is what he said. They beat you in the head. They hit you with a fire hose. They sick a dog on you. Take it. Take it. Otherwise, uh, you won't be the sympathetic party. Yeah. And, and that's and that's where I think this is strategic, because notice that that Northam announced this yesterday. All right, this happens on Monday, you know, the, the lobby day is Monday. He announced this yesterday. So there's really no time. Uh, you know, the, the Virginia Citizens Defense League, they are the, the organizers of this event. Um, and they're looking into it. They have their lawyers looking into it to look to, you know, how do we, how, how do we settle this in court so that we don't have um, a violent situation, so that we don't have clashes. Uh, and Northam intentionally announced this yesterday because they waited until now to do it. So um, so to answer your question, Glenn, I, that there is no there, there, there's no time. There's no one voicing that because there hasn't been the organizational time to actually affect that because they're announcing all of this so late. And so I really think that this is an intentional effort to, to, to just, you know, escalate it, put their thumb in the eye of the people and see, you know, how, how messy can we make this? And that's why I, I honestly think that Northam is not doing this in good faith. Um, he's not trying to prevent violence. He's trying to show the American people, in his eyes, how evil these angry, evil right-wingers are. When Meanwhile, it's, it is people who are just trying to exercise their rights. But there's no time, Glenn. <laughs> and that's why there's no time to actually you know, have the kind of foresight and organizational thought of, like, how do we get this to be uh, you know, a peaceful event? And it needs to be. Yeah, and I don't think that there was... No forethought on that because they didn't think that people would. I mean, they know the people of Virginia. The American citizens who are constitutionalist in Virginia are just like they are in any other place. They are not for violence. They're not carrying their guns to shoot. They're carrying their guns because they can. Um, and I don't think the the um, the leadership necessarily thought because it's been peaceful. That's who we are as people. But when you corner us and then, I mean, it's, it's a Reichstag moment. If you have Nazis, you have Antifa, and you have somebody who is righteously pushed up against the wall, it doesn't matter. It, what matters is what the government says and what the press says on what happens. Reichstag, who burned it down, didn't matter. The powers that be said, well... We have to go get them communists now. We got to round them all up because they blamed it on who they wanted to blame it on. Just like Northam is already blaming this situation, not on Antifa, not on socialists, the national socialists. 
He's just blanketing uh, everybody who's going to show up to this thing is a white supremacist. It's ugly. It's ugly. All right, John, thank you so much. I know you're going to be there, uh, and I appreciate your coverage. We'll we'll watch this. I know you've been covering this uh, from the beginning, so we'll uh, make sure we keep track uh, with you on uh, the White House brief on Blaze TV. And, John, real quick, if you just wanted to step in and say which one was better, Glenn's interview of you or, honestly, my appearance <laughs> on your program yesterday. Steel was on my program yesterday. Great job. Uh, and I think, you know, the show is going to be real fun. But if you if you haven't seen it, def- I'm not going to I'm not going to put myself in that position. Nice try, Stu. See what I mean? Check uh, out the interview yesterday, though, on, yeah. on White House Brief. Thanks a lot, John. <laughs> Thanks, John. Thanks, John guys. Miller is one of the smartest guys I know. Uh, and um, and just brave, really brave. Black guy, Columbia University, uh, going through it while being my intern. I told him, don't ever say that. You'll be ridiculed. <laughs> he, couldn't, he couldn't take it until one of his last days in class when the teacher was comparing me to Hitler. And they said, anybody else want to compare him? And they said, yeah, more Mussolini, more Stalin. And he raised his hand and he said, yeah. I'd like to compare Glenn Beck to Martin Luther King. And everyone went quiet, <laughs> and the white professor didn't know what to say to the black student who said, Glenn Beck's Martin Luther King, and they moved on. So, God it's bless, John. A good way of handling it. it They're a brave way of really handling was. it by the professor there. Uh, okay, Financing American Financing. NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Okay, a few minutes in your day just to take... 10 minutes out and take stock of where you are on your financial planning. Um, do you own a home? Do you have a mortgage? Are you at a stage where you're considering buying a home? You're not sure how to make it happen. What about your debts? Do you have them? Do you have high interest debts? Have you thought about consolidating them? Now, that's what you have to do. Now, here's the promise I'm going to make. If you take 10 minutes of your time and call the good people at American Financing, let their salary-based consultants Give them that information and let them see if they can help you save. Some some of the people with consolidation loans uh, or or debt refinancing and mortgage refinancing, saving $1,000 or more a month. Please just check it out. They have 4,000 uh, Google reviews, uh, A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. It's American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. Just a heads up to the good folks at our uh, affiliate in Richmond, Virginia, WRVA. Uh, I'd like to see if if I uh, can broadcast from Richmond on Monday. Uh, so if somebody hasn't already called you, stand by your phone because they will. Uh, I think this is a historic moment. Uh, and if the people of Virginia uh, can take a kick in the head... Uh, it will, it will work to their advantage if the Nazis, who I don't think are going to show up, uh, or the or Antifa, which I also don't think will show up, if if they have their way, it'll be a free for all, and it'll all be blamed on the people who believe in the Second Amendment and are constitutionalists. You don't 
You'd almost like to see uh, a little bit of distance between the way your governor runs your state and the way Antifa would run the state if they were governor. Yeah. And here you're not seeing a lot of distance. No. You're seeing everything blamed on the citizens. You're taking away their Second Amendment rights. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just for a short time, though. Uh, Just a quick uh, quick, uh, exception. Now, God forbid anything happens, then, of course, it'll get longer uh, and more and more things will be passed. And that's been their goal since the beginning. And And because it was so... Uh, possible with the legislature changing that's a big reason why governor blackface doesn't pay the penalty for having blackface like everyone else you know would and should right he's he and does yeah and does um, you know we were talking about the tattoo uh reality show judge that lost his job because as a halloween costume dressed up the same exact way jimmy kimmel does uh on national television and he get, he loses his job Jimmy what, Kimmel didn't. Jimmy Kimmel didn't lose his job. Northam is too important, right? They want to push all these things through and think of what they have on him. I mean, they could eject him at any time for these photos, and they're going to hold him hostage. Even if he doesn't think it's the right thing to do, they're going to make him do every little bit of this. And, of course, I think he fully agrees with it anyway. Uh, you'd like to see some light between Antifa's governance style and your own governor, but it doesn't seem to be much different right well, now. Well, it's it's amazing because it seems like you have socialist in the government, socialist in Antifa, socialist with the Nazis, and then constitutionalist in the rest of the state. Let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It's um, Simply Safe. By the time I get to the end of this commercial, two houses will have been broken into. And things will be stolen, and people's lives might be endangered, and those who live there will remember what it feels like, the violation that it feels like for the rest of their lives. It's hard to understand in a time where affordable yet phenomenal home security is available. Simply safe, they, what they offer exists, but only one out of every five homes has any type of security at all. Now, I, I would understand that if it was complex, if you were locked into a long contract. Um, you know, if it was really expensive every month, this is 50 cents a day and you own the system and there's no contract and nobody comes in to wire your house. And uh, if you have this with a video verification, you can get the police to your house uh, three and a half times faster from like 43 minutes to seven minutes. What are you thinking? Simply Safe. Go there now. Simply Safe. Get a free HD security camera, nearly $100. Order today. You get it free. SimplySafeBeck.com. That's SimplySafeBeck.com. Yeah, Blaze TV has Glenn Beck, but also White House Brief. You can get it with John Miller and a brand new show, Stu Does America. It starts next week. Sign up now at BlazeTV.com. Welcome to the uh, program. Really glad you're here. I want to. I would love to talk to you in Virginia if you are uh, active in this movement of 90 counties out of 95 in Virginia that are saying these are sanctuary counties for the Second Amendment. Uh, and there was a march planned, and still is a plan uh, for this march on the Capitol in Richmond. Uh, and I hope to be there uh, just to report on it and to. Uh, and to witness it, um, but uh, it's it's turning into something uh, 
bigger. And I think Virginia, and I've said this now for the last six months as I've watched this grow, I think Virginia is going to be leading the way on the Second Amendment. And that could be a bad way or a good way. It depends on, you know, it's a Reichstag fire. It depends on what happens. Um, this this rally on Monday, they say Antifa, uh, Antifa has declared that they are coming. And uh, the governor has said, well, all these white supremacists are coming. And so we've got to protect the Capitol. And he's declared a state of an emergency. I, I don't know. I have not seen the evidence that white supremacists are coming. Uh, and if they are, white supremacists are usually Nazis and Nazis are socialists. So you've got a socialist group of Antifa and a socialist group of the Nazis, and they're coming to cause trouble. Meanwhile, the citizens of Virginia are just coming peacefully to say, stop it. Stop it. We agree with the Constitution of the United States. Let me go to Richmond. Uh, I'm sorry, Richard in Virginia. Hello, Richard. Hello, Glenn. Are you part of this movement in Virginia? Uh, yes, sir. I plan on being there Monday. Okay. Um, you know, we we're, all of us here in Virginia are really getting fed up with the way all of this is going, and we we want our voices heard. So, and, and what do you mean you're what do you mean you're getting fed up with the way this is going? Like the way all of the state legislators are trying to ramrod these gun laws down our throats that we don't feel are constitutional. Okay. And which gun laws are those for? Because most Americans are not paying attention to what's happening in Virginia. So explain it to the rest of the country. What what have they done? What are they what are they actually doing? Well, they're trying to pass, of course, the red flag laws that have been passed in many okay. other states. I believe New York, Maryland, California. Um, they were trying to put an assault weapons ban, basically any weapon that was, could carry a magazine of over 10 rounds. Um, you know, they were, they were trying to say handguns, pistols, a good old Ruger 1022 that you learned to shoot on when you were a kid. I taught my daughter to shoot with would have right. been illegal. Right. You know, and we, we just feel that they're, they're intruding on our rights. And um, have you heard, uh, Richard, from, uh, you know, white supremacists, have you seen that in Virginia that we're, we're you know, the Nazis are coming? Because it, it really, and I'm not a Virginian, so I, I can't imagine how you feel, but when you see the governor say this is a white supremacist movement, uh, boy, that would really piss me off as a Virginian. Yeah, no, the Virginia Citizens Defense League that has put this whole thing together and has been doing this since 2003, uh, they have been putting out releases for probably two or three weeks now asking people to be mindful and not to, you know, feed into anything, anybody that might be coming, you know, any plants or anything Excellent. like that. Nobody's Excellent. been talking about white supremacists or anything. You know, I know blacks, whites, Asians, American Indian groups that are planning on going to this event to protect our rights. Uh, Richard, thank you so much. Let me go to Jesse, also in Virginia. You plan on attending the rally? Yes, sir, I am. And uh, tell me what your point of view is and why you're going and, and what you think of this state of emergency. Well, sir, I, I don't really like it. I think this is an all-out assault on Second Amendment supporters in my state. Um, 
I'm showing up because I care about my rights and I care about passing along the rights to the next generation, to my children. And and what is it that uh, uh, what is it that you feel about what the governor is doing and how do you plan on responding to the state of emergency and uh, taking away your right to bear an arm on Monday at this rally? Well, Glenn, I, I mean, absolutely. Obviously, I don't support it. I, I think that uh, he's a tyrant. I think they're going about this the wrong way. And his rhetoric in the last 24 hours is doing nothing but provoking us. Now, I can't speak for everybody, but I'm bringing a group with me, and we're not going to start trouble. We're going to be heard. We're going so that the people in Richmond hear our voices. I feel like in my part of Virginia, in the Shenandoah Valley, we are the forgotten men and women. Yes. That's, and I feel like nobody listens to our side of the state. So, and it's time that they hear from us. Are you are you coming with weapons or not? Uh, well, Glenn, I tell you what, we're on a national our national program here. I don't think I'm going to get into that too much. I support people to carry their weapons. I do not support people breaking the law. I don't want any patriots to be arrested. So I'm not going to get into that particularly. But uh, let's just say I'm a patriot. Okay. Thank you, Jesse. I appreciate it. Um, if I may uh, interject my opinion, and I'm not a Virginian, but uh, I will, uh, I will tell you, uh, you will lose the battle if you come with your guns, unless you come with your guns intentionally to be arrested, and you are arrested peacefully. Um, uh, you you have to have the American people on your side, and anyone uh, who is carrying a gun um, uh, in that crowd is going to be painted as an extremist. And, uh, you know, this is your first real introduction to the United States. Most Americans are not paying attention to what's happening in Virginia, and I know that, that, that you are way down this road in Virginia, but America, you need the rest of America on your side. And I, I urge you, urge you to spend a lot of time on your weekend, uh, this weekend together on your knees, praying for the strength to tolerate whatever may be thrown your way, um, because this is a photo op. That's all this is. This is a photo op, and it will either go in your favor or against, and you have to be so absolutely spotless. Uh, and I know how the press is, and I know they're going to twist it any way they want, but the majority, you must look good and decent and wholesome and families, and I know that's saying something too, to bring your family into it. But uh, uh, you have to look like the ordinary American that just believes in the Constitution and you are standing up for your family's rights uh, and the God-given rights. And anybody who is, is, is encouraging you to play that any other way, I would stay away from, a long, long way away from. I'd love to hear from more people in Virginia. We have some uh, waiting. We'll take your phone calls, 888-727-BECK. We're also going to tell you they're in the Senate. They're uh, debating the Mexico-Canadian trade agreement. Uh, so we will we'll, uh, 
continue to watch that. But John Roberts is being called now to the Senate to be seated and sworn in for the trial. And once that begins, no other business in the Senate can happen until that trial is over. It's a historic day and could be a historic week next week and this week um, uh, here in America. And we will be there and we will cover all of it for you. And we'll be back in just a minute. First, Patriot Mobile is out there. Um, and I don't know about you, but I don't want people spending my money on things that I don't agree on. Now, if they do, that's their right. I mean, you know, it's their profit. So they can take their profit and they can spend it any way they like. But if I don't like it and I have a chance to get the same service and maybe even better, maybe even cheaper, and they're not spending their money fighting against, like, the Second Amendment, I'm in. Well, if you have Verizon or any of these big cell services, chances are, especially with Verizon, that you are... um, you're being screwed. They're working against you on the Second Amendment. They're working against you on life. They're taking some of their profits, a lot of their profits, and they are funding things like the fight for Planned Parenthood. Patriot Mobile is in line with you, and they take some of their profits, and they take and donate them to the Second Amendment to keep it strong, uh, the First Amendment, veterans' rights and veterans' groups. It's Patriot Mobile. The secret that most people don't know, there's four big cell towers in the country, basically. They're all on four different, owned by four different companies. And everybody's on one of those four. So you get the basic service from anybody. It's not like it used to be. So now what do you do? You have the same great service. You have uh, a lower cost in most cases. You can join now. You get a free month of service when you open a new line of service. uh, And... Uh, you can vote with your dollars right now. And your, the prices are $25 per month. That's where it starts, 25 bucks a month. Patriot Mobile, switch now. What are you thinking? PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Switch now, PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. You're listening to Glenn Beck. So today at 5 o'clock, we have a show you do not want to miss as we get ready for the impeachment uh, trial now in the Senate. Um, I have Carter Page on in studio. Um, mm. Carter Page played a huge role in, in at least for the Democrats, and uh, getting the FISA uh, warrants. It turns out all of it was lies on him, uh, and that's not what was going on, and... Where does he get his reputation back? Tonight, a fascinating conversation of a guy kind of in a Hitchcock movie. Yeah. Carter Page. It seems like uh, every once in a while when you have these really big stories that blow up, there's these side characters who get their reputation ruined and you find out later, oh, they didn't really do anything wrong. And then you look back at it and you're like, oh, well, that guy got trashed, but we all moved on. Yeah. It, it seems like he might be in that car- that category. Oh, yeah, right? absolutely. And and it, uh, uh, he is on really to warn people, this could happen to you. Hmm. You don't have to be, you know, in the White House. This stuff with the FISA report is 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 happening all over the country. 
And I think it's really out of control. And we'll have more on that uh, in the coming weeks. But make sure you're watching tonight, 5 o'clock, only on Blaze TV, special guest Carter Page. Let me take another phone call from Mark in Virginia. Uh, you were at a Sanctuary City meeting on Monday night. What happened? I was. Well, let me let me go back to December. We overflowed our city council, and they had to reschedule just for this. So they did it, and, and one of our council members had it moved to the big high school here in town in Lynchburg. And we had over 1,000 people there, Glenn. And I have to tell you, even before the meeting officially got started— they tried to change the rules of that meeting. And I'll tell you, the crowd got pretty rowdy. And two, there was only two on council that, that's our, that ended up voting at the end of the night. We went till 2.30 in the morning. Wow. And, I, and I have to tell you, Glenn, when, when the meeting was over downtown back in December and they had voted to have the second meeting, and you have to imagine they're talking about streets and all this kind of thing. After all the Second Amendment people leave – the city council, either the mayor or the vice mayor, tried to turn over that vote to have the second meeting. And oh so they my tried gosh. to silence us after we left the meeting. So everybody – and I couldn't stay because I'm a working man. I couldn't stay it late. But everybody behaved themselves. There's a lot of women, uh, moms, single moms that got up there and spoke for the Second Amendment. Some of them got up and you know said we don't want to be a sanctuary city and this is why. But, Glenn, over 90 – Cities and county or uh, cities and townships here in in Virginia have decided it, it's a symbol. It's it's not like we're going to fight Richmond. It's a, it's a symbolic act. And right now, if we don't at least take that symbolic act, I, I fear for what's going to happen. Even on Monday, now that you're talking about Antifa coming, and Glenn, I, I meant for young men because we have a lot of colleges here in town. You spoke at one of our universities here a few years ago, and uh, you know. We had to have a frank talk. He's a local boy. And I said, there may come a time, young man, where we're going to have to decide as Christian men what we're going to do if they decide to take our guns. And, Glenn, that, that is – I'm getting chills just making that statement. Well, Mark, um, now is not the time uh, to make that. And I appreciate those who are going on Monday and uh, we're getting calls and tweets and everything else from people saying i'm bringing my gun but i'm not going on to the property of the government i'll be on the other side i mean that's totally cool um uh, but i would uh, i would urge you to make sure that the moms and the kids are there as well uh and they are uh up front and seen so it's not able to be painted as an angry white group of people because that's exactly how it will be painted and you know that but any time anybody is falling out of line, this you have to remember, you guys have gone through this and you are really, really sick of it. And I get it. But America has not been there. Their first exposure to you will be wall to wall coverage of any kind of craziness that goes on. And then it will be over because that will be your first introduction to the American people. This needs to be peaceful. It needs to be uh, every every member of the conservative press needs to report on this, needs to cover it as much as they can, needs to publish pictures of it as much as they can uh, and um, and show the people of America that the people of Virginia are no different than they are. 
they're just tired of being told uh, exactly what to do. So are any of the, uh, Charlie, now I've only got a couple of seconds. Are any of the city councils, uh, he's gone? All right, we'll, we'll go to it. What I want to know from somebody in Virginia, are all the city councils or the township councils, are they all like that? Are they... Are they all rejecting the the voice of the people or are some of these city councils with the people and are they going as well? Are people speaking as towns or is it still just individuals? More in a second. You're listening to Glenn Beck. She's like, you just called me. I think you just called me a liar on national TV. You called me a liar. And you're the one that confirmed it to the press. We right. Should, we should, it, I mean, look, I'm. it's the only time I'll ever say this. 100% on Team Bernie on this one. She is such a liar, such a well-known liar, such a well-known, terrible person that I cannot believe. Uh, I, I totally believe Bernie on this. Totally believe. So him. do I. Now he may have made a point about politics. Yeah, uh, and a and political calculation, right? And saying that like, oh well, it's going to be tough for any woman that you know runs because he's going to you know whatever. Donald Trump's a misogynist or whatever right. it is. Um, I that's possible. But the idea that he would just go into a meeting with her as they're both talking about running for president no and say, "There's no way a woman can win, a woman can win. Get no out of the race. No way. Stop it. No way. There's, that no did way. not happen. No way. All right, we're going back to Virginia. Uh, and talk a little bit about uh, what's happening in Virginia with people from Virginia. If you're listening to us in Virginia, call us now, 888-727-BECK. I I really want to hear what your feeling is on the ground because most of America is not, has not been following this in Virginia. Hello, America, and welcome to it. The impeachment trial begins today. Yay! In the Senate, they're going to swear John Roberts in. He is the Supreme Court Justice uh, and the head of the Supreme Court, if you will. He's been summoned over to the Senate. He's coming. He's going to be sworn in. His next thing will then to seat all of the senators and have them take an oath that they're going to be fair and impartial uh, over the next few weeks. It should take two weeks if no witnesses. It will take five or six weeks if there are witnesses. But every senator must be seated, must remain, and cannot use their telephone, any electronics, nothing, while they're seated in the Senate. And they can't speak even. This is this is like a dream come true. <laughs> Uh, we'll give you the update on that, and we're going to the phones and Virginians, hearing from Virginians about what's really going on with their House, their Senate, their legislature, and and uh, the governor that just declared Monday a state of an em- of emergency to stop all these gun-toting hillbillies from coming in uh, and having a, a rally there on the Capitol steps. We go to Virginia in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So you owe it to yourself to be protected against data breaches. 
they're they're not going to stop. And cyber criminals have access to your personal information. And when they grab it, there's no end to the damage they can do. But not only do you owe it to yourself, your your livelihood and your reputation in the future really kind of depends on it. Your identity being stolen it's going to be used, and it can financially ruin you, or worse. I mean, it can ruin your good name uh, in the public as, as well. It's 2020 now, and it's only going to get worse. That's why you have LifeLock, because you can't pay attention to all this. There's too many things for you to worry about. Good heavens, man. I have to tell you, I told my wife last night, I don't know how she does it. I really have no idea. And she's a stay-at-home mom. For those who have to go to work... On top of it, I my head's about to explode. Uh, anyway, you're overwhelmed with enough of stuff. Just give this one to LifeLock. Let them watch over it for you. They can't prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but they'll see the threats that you might miss. And if it does happen to you, they have a U.S. team of restoration specialists that dedicated to clean that up for you. It's 800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head over to lifelock.com and use the promo code BECK to save 25% off. Lifelock.com, promo code BECK, or 1-800-LIFELOCK. So, in Virginia, the, the state house and legislature has been taken over by Democrats. You also have a Democrat who is the governor who was really saved by his party, even though he was in blackface. And I mean, he said some crazy, crazy things about abortion. They saved him. Well, now he owes them. Uh, And his opinions, I'm sure, on the Second Amendment are personally, uh, you know, the exact opposite of many Americans who believe in the Constitution. Well, they are using all of their power there in uh, in Virginia uh, now that they have taken over because of the population of northern Virginia, which is basically the suburb of Washington, D.C. I mean, the only thing that separates Virginia from Washington, D.C. is the Lincoln Memorial and the river. When you see that shot of the Lincoln Memorial with Lincoln sitting in it from so it's, you know, from the front of the Lincoln Memorial, What's behind it is Virginia. Uh, You know, that bridge that crosses over that, you know, JFK uh, came over. They brought his body to Arlington. That bridge brings you right to Arlington, Virginia. So this huge population uh, in Virginia is right there in Washington, D.C. And that's now starting to control the rest of Virginia, which is nothing like Washington, D.C., And the people are being disenfranchised. Uh, They have met in their townships. They've met uh, all across the state. And they have decided that they are going to be a sanctuary city if if the Democrats, who now control the state, start to put in these crazy laws. And, well, the state doesn't like that. So they were going to have a big rally in a place called Capitol Square right there in Richmond, Virginia, Uh, and uh, it was a peaceful gathering just to let their voices be heard on Martin Luther King Day. That's Monday. So what happens? Last night, the governor, remember the guy in blackface, uh, the governor, I don't, was he in blackface last night when he made this? 
Not uh, sure. I think it's I think it's only on uh, Tuesdays and Fridays. Okay, mm-hmm. so uh, he came out without the blackface and said, "This is um, uh, this is." not going to be tolerated you know we have we have violence coming our way white supremacists uh and so there are no guns that are allowed on capitol square and he he pulled that off by declaring a state of emergency so there may be credible threats i don't know there may be credible threats but not from the majority of people of virginia that are coming to this rally there are people that feel disenfranchised by their government, that they're not being listened to. So how do people in Virginia explain this? How do they feel what's going to happen on Monday? I want to open up the phones to you because America needs to hear from Virginia. And they need to hear from the Virginians who are going through this because most of America doesn't know anything about this story. And it could be... A wildfire by Monday night. I hope it is not. I don't think it will be, but it could be. Kirby in Virginia, welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Hey, I'm a, a Richmond Second Amendment patriot, and I'm going to be there as a patriot and a citizen. I wanted to address the Antifa, the carrying of guns, and the credible threat. Go ahead. Uh, I'll say it real quick. Uh, yeah, Richmond Seven Hills Antifa. I read their uh, post, and they're they're basically saying they were against the initial gu- uh, the initial gun bans, as well as what Ralph is doing, because they say they need the guns to protect themselves in the future from Nazis. Now, whether you believe them or not, that's another story. But you can look them up. There's Seven Hills. So they're Antifa not actually they're not actually causing trouble for you. They're no. They are going to be joining. Or are they going to be having their separate not joining. thing? They, they don't say anything about what they're going to do that day. They're just saying they're against the gun ban okay. because they believe it protects the politicians and their people, you know, I guess minorities, yeah. uh, anybody they represent that they think the Nazis could harm need guns to stop Nazis. When Nazis, I guess, take over, I don't know. Or, or I'm just telling you, you can read it on you can read it on their page. Uh, right. It's a statement they made right after they were banned by Facebook for a month. Okay, so I don't know, Kirby. Thank you. For, uh, go well, ahead. You finish. Well, go ahead. Well, no, I, yeah, I want to say one more thing. Uh, the VL, uh, the VC, uh, the Virginia Citizens Defense League had said from the beginning, no long guns. And most of the people, and I, and I'm real in touch with a lot of the people that are pro Second Amendment. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna go and be behind the lines. They're not gonna cross over, but they are gonna okay. bring their guns because we've always brought our guns. Yeah. And the other thing is. Um, uh, yeah, I'm against, the, of course, the, the gun bans and the Capitol grounds prohibition and all that. I think it's just uh, uh, terrible. But there are some credible threats. I've actually seen them on Facebook where guys were saying they were going to go armed and, and you know, take the governor out. So, I mean, I've actually seen this stuff. On okay, Facebook. so that's – so, so that's – and is that part of the the citizen defense uh, league? No, are they no. People? Not the, no, 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 no. They're just – random people okay. who are rabble rousers that are right. saying, yeah, let's go armed and get them. Yeah. I, 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 I actually told okay. these guys, you don't No, no, that's wrong. We want to be peaceful. We want right. to be armed, but peaceful. We want to show America that we are not the crazies that the liberals are making us Correct. out to be. If you go in there armed and try to take out the governor, then that's right. going to destroy the second amendment forever. Yeah. So uh, I know that's not what you're I know. I know exactly what you're saying, Kirby, and I appreciate it. Um, uh, And you're exactly right. Uh, And 
stay way away from anybody who is, and you're doing the right thing, stay way away from anybody who is like that. They are not the Constitution's and, friend. And anyone who says something like that should be immediately reported to authorities. Yeah. Uh, yes. Be clear. Uh, that's obviously, I mean, you know, what, you know, the whole point of this is the Second Amendment is not used for those types of reasons and is not used to make threats against people. It's it's used to protect us, right? I mean, it is it is our God-given right to be able to protect ourselves. Um, and so certainly an, an effective uh, rally and messaging of that point does not include, uh, you know, the crazy people, which, of course, there are a few. There are always uh, people are saying all sorts of crap online. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you see anything like that, that's obviously something you should report. Yeah, because also the people who say that online – um, they're either dumb as a box of rocks because that should be reported and will be reported. And so now they're watched. Thank God. Um, however, uh, you know, they, they, uh, they also may claim to be something they're not. I don't know if you know yeah. this, but internet, the people on the internet, not necessarily always honest about who they are. What? Yeah. Yeah. Are you sure? Sal in Virginia. Welcome. Hey, Glenn. Yes, thanks for taking my call. Uh, lifelong Henrico County resident. Uh, guns are part of this, but I think you guys are missing the bigger story. Okay. What's going on here is this is the results of people not voting in elections. Besides this total gun grab, they've also passed out of committee. Uh, you know, you used to be able to recall the governor with 10% of the vote and via petition. And they passed increasing that number from 10 to 25 percent. They're uh, changing the term limits from a governor from one term to two terms. They're also changing the way the governor's elected. So instead, by popular vote in Virginia, they want to do it by who wins the most congressional districts. And we all know which way that leans, especially with northern Virginia. The other thing they want to do, excuse me, is they want to change our electoral college votes from mm-hmm. the way it's normally run to the national popular vote. This is a complete and total power grab by the left, sponsored for and paid for by Michael Bloomberg and George Soros. So shame on all you people, all my fellow right-wing people who didn't go out and vote in November. This is what happens when you don't vote. That is a uh, a great perspective that I don't think Americans have heard. Thank you, Sal. Let's go to Jake. Hi, Jake. You're in Virginia. What's up? Yes, sir. Uh, I'm actually in Charlottesville, Virginia, and um, I uh, was born and raised here. And, um, you know, my family, grandparents, we grew up living off the land, you know, uh, yeah, just just for them to eat. And um, myself as an early kid as well, and um, still to this day. My thing is, is, you know, there's a rumor around here as well, you know, saying miners can't hunt anymore in Virginia. Uh, I don't know exactly if that's true, but that's the word going around here. Um, hmm. And just like the other call, just like the other caller said, you know, we we did this to ourselves. You know, we we weren't paying attention. And I I'm one of those people I regret to say, you know, and uh, now look, here we are now. And um, it, it's really disheartening. Um, you know, all my friends and family, you know, we're for guns. Um, we've never had a, a bad, you know, gun incident or anything like that. Um, we simply just like to shoot guns at the range and, uh, you know, hunt deer, turkey, um, 
you know, and put a good old meal on the table. And the people who don't actually uh, hunt for their food around here, they're all very curious and uh, open to it. You know, it's a it's a big thing for us. And um, you know, and uh, to go on to my next point, if that's all right, you know, um, do you think that you know the governor or whoever is going to you know uh, call? Uh, you know, white supremacists and people to be there to cause conflict? Do you think they want conflict there? Um, I think, Jake, I think it's um, it's uh, not helpful to uh, speculate uh, as you get close to an event like this. Um, You can look in history and you can look at the uh, for instance, I uh, I I would go to the Bernie Sanders uh, supporter uh, that has just been relieved, uh, just been, uh, you know, exposed by Project Veritas as someone who says, we're going to go to Milwaukee and we're going to burn it down to the ground. If there's trouble with Bernie Sanders, we're going to, I mean, this, they're going to, we're going to make 19, 1968 look like a picnic in Milwaukee. Um, okay. Well, that's just one guy that's saying that, but there are those supporters that think like that. Um, and, and in Virginia, you should know that because one of Bernie Sanders supporters, uh, went and tried to shoot the Republican members of Congress and and almost killed one uh, and could have killed all of them uh, if 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 God I think hadn't had some divine providence on our uh, on our country that day uh, we could have had a real tragedy and that was a guy who was a low level staffer of of Bernie Sanders there are people to quote Batman that or actually. Um, uh, Alfred, there are people that just want to watch the world burn. And just to clarify, you said he was a, a low-level staffer. Uh, is it is was correct? Was he actually fired? Have we heard anything about that? D- or does he hold on to that no, job? No, I. You know what? I I stand corrected. I don't know if he's lost his job. I haven't heard anybody demanding it. Look at what That's he amazing. said. Yeah. I mean, look like, at what he said. I think you can fairly say, like, this is not Bernie Sanders, right? This is some low-level guy. He's making, you know, $25,000, $30,000 a year, you know, as a as a campaign guy. But uh, if he doesn't get fired after this, then I think maybe you, you imagine, can say it is you imagine Bernie an Sanders. Intern, you imagine an intern for me saying that. Oh, my gosh. They would be calling for my head, mm-hmm. especially if I didn't fire him. All right, Norton has been around for a long time. They've seen us through a lot of sticky cyber threats and situations through the years. They have been the ones that have been the best at protecting our computers. But cybercrime is getting worse and worse, and we have both feet planted uh, in the digital world, and cybercrime is right there, and it's growing bigger and bigger as we depend more and more on technology. As that continues to rise, Norton has really stepped to the plate. Norton 360 will give you layers of protection, including real-time device security and a VPN for online privacy. That VPN has bank-grade encryption to keep all of your information, logins, passwords, all of it secure and private. And their 360 password manager easily and securely creates, stores, and manages your password. Boy, that is such a blessing to have. Credit card information, other credentials, all encrypted and all securely safe. There is a PC safe cam feature which notifies you if somebody is trying to hack into your, your camera. All of this stuff is there. Now, nobody can prevent all cybercrime, but they are, they are the toolbox and the majority of the tools to fight cyber sa- for cyber safety. 
Get uh, get yours now for 50% off your first year with an annual subscription at Norton.com slash Beck. That's 50% off the first year with an annual subscription at Norton.com slash Beck. We pause for 10 seconds. Welcome. Welcome to the uh, to the program. So, Stu. Yes, Mr. Beck. What is going to happen in the next two weeks? Uh, it's incredible. All the stuff that's piling up. It's nuts. You have uh, the impeachment starting today. Mm-hmm. That goes on for a while. You and that, that, that includes. Are we going to hear from new witnesses? Are yep. we going to get the whistleblower? Mm-hmm. You know, what's this Lev Parnes? Uh, is that how you say his name? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about that? That's incredible, too. I mean, that's something that's, you know, huge on the left today. Rachel Maddow did an interview with him last night. Yeah. He was the Giuliani associate who was arrested at the airport, if you remember this. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's turned on Trump, flipped on him. And, and remember, is- remember, he was the guy that the uh, Democrats said uh, is so dishonest, is so yeah. dis- uh, corrupt. Rudy Giuliani had to be corrupt because no one would in their right mind would listen to him. Blah, 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 blah. Now they're all listening to him. Oh, of course, because he. I mean, some of the evidence is downright laughable. Like a notepad, he wrote a note to himself about something uh, on his hotel notepad, and there's a picture of it floating around. It's like, all right, anybody could do that about anything. Some of the messages that he was exchanging with people are very strange, strange and very we need strange. to know what they mean. Yep. Uh, there's no tie. Uh, uh, there's no reason or i should say there's no evidence at all to tie trump or giuliani to these activities uh just and we don't even know what those activities saying they're just yeah. yeah and they're so anyway yeah so anyway that's all a, that that's, then, that's that's going on you've got um uh the iowa caucus which is february 3rd um you have the super bowl which is february 2nd you have you the have state of the, the union, state of the union on february 4th 4th, 4th, 4th I it's a day okay. after the iowa caucus unbelievable all of this stuff going on all at once. I, I feel like... We Your ca- birthday on the 9th. My birthday on the 10th. Stu does America starting on February 4th. I mean, this is crazy. It's almost... It's an <laughs> it's embarrassment of riches. <laughs> it's funny, though, because every single day, I feel like I come in and I'm just like, gosh, this news cycle is out of control. And I realize that I'm saying that compared to, like, yesterday, which I also said it was out of control. <laughs> and the day before, for, that was also out of control. for at least eight years, or at least 12 years. <laughs> just every day. Every it gets, day. It escalates every and day. escalates and escalates. Yeah. And then we're about to go into this election. I mean, you know, the election, you watch the Bernie Warren no, no, no. stuff. Forget, for, forget about just the, just the election overall. Mm-hmm. Just let's take out one, one week, and that is the Democratic election in Wisconsin. I mean, just the co- the, mm. uh, the the not the conference, but the convention yeah. in Wisconsin, where you have a Bernie Sanders person saying, "If they screw with him, we're gonna burn that city to the ground." And look, the Bernie Sanders <laughs> people have a legitimate argument at times that they're being screwed with. They also see it everywhere, whether it's there or not. Yeah. So they're gonna those types of people, the people who are gonna you know are talking about turning this into 1968 again or worse. Those people are gonna find uh, the trouble with Bernie Sanders anyway. This is going to be, it's going to be a scary time. Scary year. Let's just make it to 2021. You're listening to Glenn Beck. In the era of cars that are so advanced that you can't understand them, they drive themselves, you know, the days of knowing how to, you know, 
Ah, uh, carburetor. Need to adjust the carburetor. That Those days are over. They've already been closed for me long ago. Um, but now you, there's no way you even know what's going on. Between the expense and the hassle, car trouble is something you just don't need in your life. That's why I highly recommend you get Car Shield. I have Car Shield. Um, I used to hate worrying about it. I have two old trucks, and they break down, and you're like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. How much is that? You don't have to worry about that. You can take it to the dealership or your favorite mechanic, which frequently isn't the option. They also provide 24-7 roadside assistance, a rental car while yours is being fixed, all for free. So when that check engine light goes off, don't worry about it. Have CarShield, carshield.com slash Beck, carshield.com. Mention the promo code Beck on the website or at 800-CAR-6000, 800-CAR-6000, and you'll save 10%. Carshield.com, promo code Beck, deductible may apply. Speaking of my new show, Stu Does America, I'll be going on with Ben Shapiro to talk about it today. You should subscribe at YouTube. Go to YouTube.com slash Stu Does America. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Um, we're talking about two things today, impeachment. In just about 25 minutes, uh, John Roberts has been summoned uh, over to the Senate. The Senate is going to have him come in along with the sergeant of arms, uh, and they are going to uh, seat him, swear him in, uh, and then the next thing that will happen, I think this is at 2 p.m., uh, he will then seat the senators. All of the senators have to be seated. There is no excuse for the senators being gone. Um, they'll have all of their electronics uh, taken away from them on the floor of the Senate. They'll be sworn in, sworn that they have to do their duty for God and their country, and they have to be impartial uh, during this trial uh, and uh, try to serve justice. Uh, you know, good luck on that. They can't speak during the trial. They can't text. They can't do anything. They can't ask any questions. And then the next thing that will happen, and it may start as soon as tomorrow, but probably on Monday uh, or Tuesday because of the Martin Luther King holiday, uh, we'll have the trial. And that will last about three days. Um, the The Democrats in the House uh, the House managers, if you will, they're now the prosecutors of this, and they will go and step in front of the Senate, and they will have 24 uh, hours to make their case. Now, that's 24 hours, not in a row, so they'll just the clock starts, and they have 24 hours to make their case. So it's probably about three days, four days that they'll make their case. Then the president's team uh, has the same opportunity to answer that. Then, after that, they will vote on any additional witnesses if there are no witnesses, it will then go right to a, a verdict, uh, and the Senate will play the jury, and they will have to. You'll have to have sixty-seven votes to remove the president from office. Highly, highly, highly unlikely. Uh, you for the vote on the witnesses, it only needs fifty-one forty-nine. If the Democrats want to go there, then they open that can of worms and uh, you will see the whistleblower and everybody else being called, which I hope happens 
because I think this all needs to be exposed. It's my understanding that Bill Barr is working on all of these things, and there is going to be an expose of biblical proportions uh, on the Justice Department and what happened with this, with the whistleblower and everything else uh, coming uh, this spring or summer. I believe it when I see it, but that's what I've heard. Now, the other story is coming out of Virginia, and they're having a a big, I wouldn't say it's a rally, it's a, it's a gathering of constitutionally-minded people uh, that say enough is enough on this gun grab, but there's more to that story than just a gun grab. And, you know, let me take Mary first, because uh, she's focused on this, I believe. Mary, go ahead. Uh, yes. Hi. I'm in Prince William County, Virginia. Mm. Um, yes, the the gun grab is a big issue here in Prince William. We actually had a board meeting last Tuesday, and we had a snowstorm last Tuesday, and people were in the county board of supervisors despite the snowstorm, and they tabled their vote because they were afraid to go forward. But the Democrat Party in Virginia, Democrats are not afraid to wield their power when they have it, yeah. unlike Republicans. Right. And so they're looking at introducing SB 399, which is a presidential elector vote, which is making the national vote, the national popular vote compact. Yep. yep. And, you know, the, the Democrats just as soon as they get power, that's it. Now, the, the Republican Party in Prince William County shot itself in the foot. And so the, nobody, there's nobody to blame but the Republican Party in Prince William, because Prince William, the Republicans were cocky, and they went after a board member on our board of supervisors who wouldn't always play ball with them. He was a Republican, and when they would want to vote to raise taxes, he would vote against them, huh. and they decided to try to get rid of him. Smart. And so Corey Stewart... <laughs> The, you, he was a national figure, of course. I think you may remember mm -hmm. him from the Trump campaign. Mm -hmm. Corey stepped down, which, thank God, he did, because that's a whole other story. Mm. <laughs> but uh, the board member that was going to run for his seat decided, along with some other board members, to try to get rid of the county supervisor on our end of the county. And people came out in droves. And as a result, when this guy was running to take Corey's place, he lost, and the person that ran instead was not an ideal candidate. But we have not only the Democrats wielding power, but we have what one of your um, other radio hosts calls the Republican wing of the Democrat Party mm -hmm. operating here in Prince William County. Yes. We also have a whole lot of people from New York and New Jersey and Massachusetts who go, oh, wow, look at how cheap it is compared to where we live. And they move down here and they vote for the same crap. So Northern Virginia, it's not just that it's a suburb of D.C. It is also that we have all these people fleeing other states, but they come down here and they vote the same way as well. Okay. So it's a perfect storm in the state of Virginia. And uh, I hope that there are not any flashpoints on Monday and that everything – remains calm and peaceful. And well, I hope that if the people who are the constitutionalists are provoked, that they remain calm and don't give the Democrat Party what they want, which is a big flashpoint. Thank you very much, Mary. And I would go farther than hope. I pray 
that that doesn't happen. And I would suggest that the good people of Virginia pray hard uh, this weekend. And even their churches have, perhaps have a fast uh, for uh, this upcoming peaceful rally. Tim in Virginia, where are you calling from, Tim? Yes, I, I'm actually, uh, I work in Richmond, Virginia, okay. and we're from Chester, Virginia, which is about 20 miles south okay. of the city. All right. Um, so my husband and myself will be at the rally on Monday, and we are bringing our 15-year-old son with us. Mm-hmm. And we went to the, I've never been involved in anything like this before. I do have a concealed hand uh, handgun permit. And we went to the Chesterfield County Board of Supervisors meeting uh, before Christmas, I believe. And um, our board wouldn't even take a vote, even though they knew that we were going to be, that the people that uh, the gun rights activists were going to be there and were asking for a vote, and they wouldn't even take a vote. And finally, last week, they went ahead and made Chesterfield County a sanctuary city. And the chief of police actually sent out a letter to the gun rights activists and thanked them for the peaceful rally for there was not a scrap of paper not a bit of dust so it is. that was left behind when we yeah. left and so we're going because you know i'm a mom of two boys mm-hmm. and i don't appreciate being told that i'm not going to be allowed to protect myself or my children so tim, that's uh, why we're going tim i uh, appreciate that i hope to be uh, joining you and at least uh relaying what's happening to the rest of america on monday so um, pray for peace and uh, and strength. Thank you so much, Tim. I appreciate it. You know, I, I'm I'm having the feeling, Stu, that uh, a good American raw raw <laughs> renewal session on July Fourth is going to be perfectly timed. Because man, I think we're going to need it by the time we get to July Fourth. Well, I mean, you, you talked about the Democratic. Uh... Uh, convention convention and all this the stuff they're you know trying to bring on these bernie people uh who and again i have not seen any evidence that the guy's been fired for saying that gulags were mm. good and we're going to bring people to the streets and light them on fire uh for some reason i guess he's still employed at least as far as we know but that is one week i think after your event in in gettysburg, uh, gettysburg. so i mean it will be well timed i think mm-hmm. uh well, we're gathering in Gettysburg uh, for an event called Restoring the Covenant, and it is like-minded people coming together and making a covenant with God that we will be his people and we will act that way. We need his protection. Uh, and so it's a it's a prayerful uh, day, but an incredible uh, weekend. And we would love for you to come and bring your family. It's in Gettysburg. If you've never been to Gettysburg, you have to. If you come and you're just like, I just want to spend the you know Fourth of July at the event. Please go to downtown Gettysburg. If you live anywhere around Gettysburg, I don't know why people don't go. I lived in Philadelphia and I never went, and I don't know why. It's one of the coolest little towns and these little shops and history is everywhere. Um, but uh, uh, join us in Gettysburg, July Fourth. To restore the covenant and there's all kinds of packages you can come it's absolutely free it's five dollars to reserve a spot uh for you because we have a, a significant cap on how many people can come uh because there's only so many roads in and out and i'm counting them now it's uh one uh and so uh we don't want to cause any problems in the city or anything else so there's only about thirty thousand uh picnic blankets available 
and we would love for you to attend, but go to glenbeck.com slash restore and reserve your place. It is going to be a weekend of history, of celebration, of uh, of breakout sessions during the day, of fun things to do, uh, and a fireworks that I think you'll never, ever forget with your family. It's Restoring the Covenant. Go to glenbeck.com slash restore and plan on joining us July 4th, this coming July 4th, in Gettysburg. All right, let's see what we got going on. The Chinese trade war, the interest rates being cut by the Fed, the Iran missile strikes and retaliation. Uh, how about the impeachment that we have no idea is going on? How about this thing on Monday that most people have never heard of uh, that's happening in Richmond? Uh, what do you think? That makes us more secure, more stable, or less stable? Gold is an investment that I have made, and I don't actually buy it as an investment. I buy it as insurance, an insurance against insanity. And I'm sorry, but I I mean, I will stop talking about gold the day that we start seeing, seeing that star field roll the other way and we become a more sane republic. But every day seems more insane, and that's going to lead to more and more instability. This could be the summer of 68. You know, I thought it would be in 16, but now you have people who are actually preaching it and calling it on. Uh, And that was a very violent summer. And if things start to go crazy, you're going to have economic instability and gold is the one thing that will shoot up. It always does. In times of trouble, gold is gold is, you know, for instance, the the reason you know we had iran we had the fed we had the chinese trade war gold was up 30 percent. hello there's a reason get your insurance now i want you to call gold line at 866 gold line 866 gold line they have a special going on right now for their 1880 gold five and a half liberties they're extremely popular in diversification i own them i love them I would highly recommend you at least look into it right now. 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right, welcome to the uh, welcome to the program. Um, you know, it's it's amazing. I I have a I have a few things that I want to share with you tomorrow that we just haven't had a chance to do it. Um, some of the things that um, people are starting to really disconnect from the news. Uh, they're starting to disconnect from Washington. Um, the low information voters, there was just a uh, Jean, Jean Favreau, uh, not the movie guy, but the podcast guy. Yeah, the former speechwriter for Obama, right? Yeah. yeah. He just did a survey, and we'll get into this tomorrow, uh, and he did a study in, I think, four different cities of low information Democratic voters. And they can't name any of the candidates. They, they, they're not paying attention at all. And they're... they're 
you know, they're just sick of the Democrats. They're not paying attention to the impeachment. They're not just they're not doing it. Um, they don't necessarily like Trump, but they don't like anybody there. People are being disenfranchised everywhere. And um, that has to that has to turn the corner. But the government, just like Brexit, Brexit ended, you know, fairly nicely um, where there wasn't an uprising, but the the government was forced to listen to the people. I don't think this government has any clue on either side how sick and tired they are of all of them, all of them Mm. and the media. The media was I go through this the study that he put out yesterday and it the media with the left nobody's paying attention to him they just don't believe him anymore that's bizarre it really is so who are they serving yeah can I also uh admit that for at least a month I was convinced I or I thought that it was John Favreau from the movies <laughs> and I was like, gosh, this guy, because he's super mega liberal. I mean, he's built a great podcast business and, yeah, and everything. Yeah, but he, yeah. like, he's a, you know, an, an insane, like, left-wing Obama person. Right. And I was just like, God, the, the, the guy from Elf? Like, he directed <laughs> Elf, and now he's doing this for, like, a good month. Yeah. Until I realized they were totally different people. Yeah, totally different people. I mean, he might be very, very liberal. Yeah, I don't want to know about it. And he's busy with Baby Yoda. And don't call him Baby Yoda, by the way. Have you heard that controversy? No. Uh, John Favreau, the other one, the movie guy, uh, has not announced what the name of that baby is, and I guess it's a big deal. It's coming out next season, mm-hmm. uh, and he's just like, "Don't call him Baby Yoda because it's not Baby Yoda." Well, because the timeline's wrong. Right? Timeline's wrong. Yeah, yeah. I gotta but say, it's like, supposed it's, to be it, a cool reveal. People talking so much about Baby Yoda has has really ruined this for me, though. Like, I've, I watched the first episode, and you know, oh. again, here's the big reveal. It's Baby Yoda. Right. Like, that's the whole point of the episode. No, so but now I'm like, all this is about is the guy I've already been. I've already no, seen. It's, uh, no, you're going you, you to make it to it the end. Make it to the end of the season. Okay. And I think you'll be interested in it. Um, what a promise that is, huh? <laughs> uh, today on television, we have, I don't know, I think a pretty big guest, don't you think, Stu? Yeah, I think so too. Carter Page is going to be on. Carter Page, Carter Page, Carter Page. Why the, do I know that name? Basically, the justification for the beginning of the Mueller uh, investigation, the justification yeah. for the initial uh, surveillance. Uh, you know, he was the guy that was supposedly over in Russia coordinating for the Trump campaign with Russians, even though he wasn't with the Trump campaign when they got the actual all right. Warrant, and all of the stuff they told the FISA court was a lie, uh, and they doctored evidence. Yeah. I mean, they destroyed this guy. Yeah. Uh, I'm interested to hear, to hear what he has to say about this. Oh, yeah. I want to I hear what he has to say about the whole ordeal. But I'm more interested in what is it like to have FISA come after you and you're innocent. You're listening to Glenn.